Welcome to From Local to Global, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast series produced by Koshy's Business Builders, where we chat with business innovators across the ecosystem to uncover the secrets behind their success. From Local to Global is proudly supported by World First. World First, the smart way for business to collect, convert and make payments globally. Importers save on international payments with money transfers up to eight times cheaper than the banks. Exporters open local currency accounts around the world quickly and for free. Hi gang, Koshi here and today I'm talking with Nick Manukian, the founder and managing director of Euro Motorsports, a prestige car company that specialises in servicing European luxury and high-performance vehicles. Nick lives and breathes prestige cars, and he's spent the last 15 years building up a business that's renowned all over Melbourne for the quality of its service. Whether your Merc G-Class needs a grease and oil change or your Porsche GT3 RS needs some loving care, Nick makes sure your pride and joy gets the treatment it deserves, and Nick joins us now. Nick, thanks for joining the podcast. Good to catch up. How are you doing? Very good, thank you. How are you, David? Very good. Now, where did you catch the car bug, and and what gave you the inspiration for Euro Motorsport? Well, um, I always, um, I guess, um, loved cars, and um, especially fast cars. Um, So when I moved to Australia in 2009, um, I always had the, the dream to work with those cars. That's how it started. In 2012, um, I, um, believe it or not, I borrowed money from my uncle to uh, start my business. And here we are. We, um, we servicing all Victoria, um, New South Wales, up to um, Western Australia. That's a big step to go into business by yourself and particularly borrowing money from a relative. (laughs) (laughs) That that comes with more stress than a bank. Um, What what made you take such a massive leap? When I I moved to Australia in 2009, I could see there was a massive gap in European market. There was no, obviously there was a company, some companies um, servicing European cars and trying to work with those cars, but I could see a very uh, big opportunity to take over and introduce new products, new uh, ideas to European car drivers mm. and owners. How has it evolved over the last 15 years? Well, it's, um, it was very difficult at the start. Number one, I couldn't speak uh, English. So I, I, I learned English um, over, over years. And second, I didn't know anyone um, I didn't have friends. I didn't know any any European car owners. It was difficult. It was difficult, but uh, I guess if you have dedication to to uh, to do something, you you always make it happen. But last I, to, from 2012 till um, today, a lot changed. A lot changed in terms of um, car manufacturers change a lot. Way we um, conduct business has changed a lot, especially. Uh, these days with the COVID, you just have to be prepared for everything, I believe. And um, you have to evolve, I guess, with, uh, with, with the goal. And, and how have you evolved personally as a business owner through this? What have, been, what have you learned from the whole journey? 
I learned a lot. We can talk to you tomorrow how, how much I learned. Like, <laughs> we, we, see, we see all different kind of um, uh, customers. People have from 100,000 to 1.5 million dollar cars. So you need to have very flexible understanding of what people want and you need to learn everything comes to your way. Uh, you need to learn how to approach people and speak to them, how to, what they want to achieve with their cars. You learn every day. We learn every day. We learn our customers every day. We learn how to do business with overseas suppliers and everything. So we're learning every day, I believe. Mm. What sort of support structures do you put around yourself? Because, you know, you're really operating in a global market, aren't you? You're importing parts from Europe. You're transferring money all around the world. You, you have internationally focused customers. It's behind the scenes. It's not just about cars, is it? There are a whole lot of different layers you've got to deal with. Of course. And, um, you're right, David. Uh, we import a, a lot of parts from um, Europe, from mainly from Germany, uh, Italy. We import parts from uh, America. Uh, not a lot, but mainly from Germany. We also export from Eurotransport. It's not easy. We, uh, everything seems to be very seamless, perfect, easy. Whoever understands how we business operates, I believe, and they know how hard is it and what's involved in the background. Because it's constant, constant um, pressure from all over the world. We we deal with um, very big manufacturers and very big companies. You need to have a very good companies um, around you to to be able to work with overseas companies uh, abroad because it's very important to be on time. It's very important to be very organized, but you just have to be prepared and ready for everything. Yeah. What sort of systems and processes do you put in place to help help you with that? Is it trusted suppliers? Is it just having a clear process to get things achieved that you do it step by step? With overseas um, uh, suppliers, everyone knows there is no such thing, for example, um, a credit line. So you pay upfront everyone for your goods, uh, whether it's 500 euro or uh, 50,000 euro, you have to pay upfront. The system is simple. Every time I, I introduce new product to, uh, to Australia, I need to personally understand the background of that company to be able to put system in place. Because if you don't know how the company is operating in overseas, it's very hard to work with them and it's very hard to create system. Absolutely. And then, then you've got the challenge of currency mar markets and things like that to try to try and manage your way through as well. Yes, you're right. But luckily, we have board first wow. uh, on board since uh, since when? It's been a long time now. Maybe more than six years we, we, we've been working with board first. Everything is seamless with uh, when when you have a company such as board first to make all your um, payments and money transfer to work with board first. It's just so easy everything we, we just rely fully on the, on those guys to just make our um, payments and everything so yes it, it is challenging but as i said you need to have a good uh, loyal companies around you and dedicated people to be able to work 
with European companies. Nick, for you personally, yes. what's been the most challenging moments as an entrepreneur and the most rewarding? In general, um, most challenging, finding the right stuff, working with cars, especially with uh, European high-end cars, where we're talking about cars, two, three, four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars, up to $1.5 million cars. It's very hard to find staff who takes absolute care and have um, a drive. We, we need people with, um, you need to love what you do when you're working with these cars. No one wants to become a, a technician. So it's ongoing challenge to find um, a right people to mm. work with us. And what, what's the, the most rewarding part for you of being an entrepreneur? Most rewarding part when we have happy, smiling customer, when they pick up the cars and you know you did something very good for them. We have customers, uh, as I said, bringing to us very, very expensive cars, very special cars, and we make those special cars even more special. That's the most rewarding part for me. Mm. Um, how has COVID impacted the business? As everyone, we've been uh, impacted very badly. Probably we uh, we down 90%. We just keep, um, keep going, I guess. It's hard. Have you ever been through a tougher business period in your life? Oh, yeah, yes. When the company was around two years old, uh, it was um, tougher than this. At the moment, it's tough, but we see a light uh, at the end of the tunnel. We have established business. We have, um, obviously, very good suppliers. It's, it's not as tough as when the business was new. Right, okay, because of because of that, that great customer base that you've got now. We have excellent, excellent customer base. We, they're just amazing. If I need any help from anyone, no problem. We, we have no issues. Um, same as with suppliers, same as with logistic companies. Everyone, when, when everyone are in same um, situation, I, I guess that everyone try to help each other. We, we are staying strong and positive. We, we, we're not allowed to service uh, cars or, or performance work. We, we can only service emergency repairs. None of our um, technicians are stood down. Everyone's still working. It's not very, very bad, but we're still surviving. It's, it's, it's okay. Great to hear. Once we get through all this, what are your, what are your plans, Nick, for the future? Number one is um, I, need to, um, I need to fly to Germany because I have very important meetings in person to have. We had few big plans of opening few, uh, maybe one or two retail stores for parts. But at the moment, due to COVID, we, we are unsure. Nick, congratulations on a wonderful business. Thanks for chatting with us. Thank you very much, David. Thank you. And that's it for From Local to Global Small Business Success Stories. Thanks for listening. From Local to Global Small Business Success Stories is proudly supported by World First. World First, the smart way for business to collect, convert and make payments globally. Importers save on international payments with money transfers up to eight times cheaper than the banks. Exporters open local currency accounts around the world quickly and for free.